Welcome to B-Roll Conversations. My name is Cyril Zuma. I am chilling with such an amazing human being today. As you guys know, on B-Roll Conversations, I bring just absolutely amazing people. And this gentleman, I happened to bump into him. We are both working on a project currently for a Netflix show. You can actually go watch it, which is called uh, Smart Money Woman. And he's the cinematographer on this show. And we happened to just bump into each other via conversation. And I found out he is so interesting. He has done such amazing work that I believe like everybody should actually know about it. And I think everybody should even know more about it. So Casey, welcome to Bureau Conversations, brother. How Thank you, you doing? so much, my guy. Yeah, Good welcome, bro. Here, welcome, welcome. So tell me, first of all, before we even go anywhere, how's your, how's your stay in South Africa been so far? Uh, this is my third time in South Africa. Okay. Second time in Joburg. Okay. Yeah, it's been amazing so far, Nova. Not even gonna lie. Um, we barely had time to do anything, but last last night was late. We were out last night. Okay. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and so we traveled from Cape Town and now we're in Johannesburg. Between yeah. the two cities, which one do you think actually is like is pretty dope? And you'd probably live in. I think I prefer Cape Town. Cape Town, yeah. Yeah, Cape Cape Town got this vibe. And last time I was in Cape Town, I was in Long Street. There was a party on Long Street. It was oh. It was so wild, bro. <laughs> it was Long so Street wild. is pretty wild, right? Yeah, like I mean, but it was it was dope. But but this time I didn't like really have time to go out. Yes, yeah. we just landed and went straight to work. Yeah, and moment to finish working, we were on a plane back to Joburg. We came here and went straight to work again. Yesterday was the only time I got a break. Okay, you know, throughout my stay here, I got a break and you know went out yesterday or when. Bungee jumping. Yeah, yeah, we went bungee jumping. I saw you actually. <laughs> how, how was that experience? Bro, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I just told myself if I was going to jump, right? If I make it out alive, I knew that God really loves me. <laughs> yeah, straight up, Because that was also me. Yeah, when you, and when, when you I throw yourself down, over. People were like, oh, how are you? I'm like, look, I'm alive, bro. <laughs> I'm alive, but it was good. Yeah, it, was yeah. really, it was sick. And yeah. then later at night, I went to, for dinner. From dinner, we came back. Everybody prepped. Went to the club. We came back this morning. So I'm wearing these glasses, bro, because I don't know what my eyes look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they look good. We're recording 4K here, man. <laughs> okay, so before we even get started into the podcast, please introduce yourself to the B-Roll Conversations. I definitely don't think my introduction of you has done justice. So please introduce yourself to the audience. Um, my name is um, Casey Obiajulo. I am a cinematographer from Nigeria, based in Lagos. Nigeria, um, traveling the world, uh, living my dream, doing the only thing I know how to do, which is being a cinematographer. Mm, very, very much interesting. So I want to talk about your childhood just a little bit. Like, I believe your childhood sort of shapes, sometimes can shape, um, you know, how you think, um, how you operate in some degree. Yeah. How was your childhood now looking at like, you know, where you are right now? I'm going to say it was, it was pretty rough, man. Childhood, my childhood isn't something that, you know, that I really, really like enjoyed a lot. Yeah. Because um, my parents were divorced. So, you know, it was kind of crazy living with my dad sometimes, living with my, just myself and my little sister, living with my dad sometimes, living with my mom sometimes, you know. Um, one way with my dad, most of the time my dad was at work, so we had to stay with grandma and all of that. And... It was it was rough. Yeah. But what shaped my career 
I think the first inspiration I got was my mom. Because my mom is a cinematographer. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so amazing, yeah? <laughs> my mom is a cinematographer. She was the first inspiration that I got. And she first, she was a journalist. And I, was, I, I did journalism too. So she was a journalist, then a cinematographer. She's retired now, though. Okay. So, you know, but I followed exactly in her footsteps. So the journalist first, then full-time cinematographer. I mean, so that was the very first inspiration I got because my mom went to film school. She started film. Okay. Um, and, you know, she practiced. She made some films, local films back in Nigeria. And, yeah. I mean, that was um, the first thing because I remember seeing my mother work. And it was, I used to really go help her out a lot on set. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Did you know what you, what you, what she was doing back then? Yeah, of course I know what she okay, was doing. Okay. So I, knew, she, I she was aware you. of what my mother was doing. I knew what she was doing. I was fully aware okay. at that point. But my life had not like really taken off because I was a teenager and, you know, I started making money at a teenage age. Okay. Know? So I was already hustling back in Joss, yeah. Nigeria, Plaza State. I was making a little money here and there. So, you know, in the process of doing that, I really didn't care much, but, you know, I had an experience that really changed my life because uh, I went to a film school, you know, my final year we're doing uh <clears throat> internship. So I went to a studio to do an internship and I got fired on my first day. I'm like, it was embarrassing for me, you know, getting fired on my first day. What did you do? Bro, I tell this story all the time, <laughs> all the damn time. I spoiled the camera. <laughs> you spilled on the camera? Or you... I spoiled the camera. Oh, shit. So you know how you insert cards yeah, yeah. into the camera? Yeah. I inserted the card wrongly, the wrong end of the card. Oh, so shit. all the pain inside got split. Oh, so shit. The camera couldn't record. The director, who was also the producer of Papel at the time in Abuja, Nigeria, just got super mad. I was like, you're fired. And <laughs> Shucks, that, I mean, that, 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 that is crazy to be actually, this was school you say? Yeah, my final year in school. So, so does that mean you, you pass or you fail? I failed, of course. No, not like According in school. According to them, yeah. So this is what happened. He fired me and I refused to leave. <laughs> so I told him, I looked him dead in the eyes. I'm like, I'm sorry, sir, but I came here for internship and I'm not going to leave until my internship is done. Wow. So I stayed till the we finished. It was a movie called, uh, I don't, can't remember the name. Was it Blue Flames or some stuff like that? I can't really remember what the name was. Okay. But yeah, I did that. And he said, I fired you. I said, I can't go. I remember KP at my own looking at me. and was like, I like how enthusiastic you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's an actor, an Nigerian actor. His name is KP at my own. Like, he, so he went and begged on my behalf him and being back into that. I'm not sure these people remember these, these things, but yeah. they actually went and begged on my behalf that the director and said, let him stay. Yes. Yeah. Really wants to learn. It's unfortunate that this happened, but just let him stay, finish the project. Yeah. And, you know, after that, you can decide if you want to retain him or not. Yeah. And, you know, uh, the begged on my behalf, I resumed working. They picked on me throughout the project. <laughs> I mean, somebody can do something downstairs yeah. and I'm upstairs. They'll be like, Casey, <laughs> I knew that was you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was crazy. But at the end of the project, the guy called me into his office and like, I like you a lot. You know, a lot happened between the time that you spoiled our camera until yeah. this very day. A lot has happened and changed yeah. i like how enthusiastic you are I like 
who you become and the sky is definitely the limit for you. Yeah. I looked at it, I, I took what he said to me and I went back to film school because I was going into my final year. So I'm back to film school. I'm like, nah, bro. I need to make a living off this stuff. So were you doing cinematography there, then already? So, you know, like when it happens in, in film school, you get to do everything. Okay. I did makeup. Oh, wow. I, yeah, I did makeup. I did catering. I did sound. Okay. I did light. And you must be good at all of these, eh? Not really. You do, I know mean, the basics? I mean, yeah, of course, you know the basics. Okay. Right? So, but then in your final year, you have to pick a major, right? Yeah. So... My final year, I picked writing and cinematography. Uh, I know I'm a lazy writer. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently I, um, writing is like, you know, really the, the thing right now. I mean, yeah. if you're a writer, you probably are in high demand. Of course, but I am a very lazy writer. So <laughs> okay. I just, you know what, I'll stick to cinematography. I will stick to this and, you know, make a living out of it. Yeah. Since I got fired, I'm not, I'm not going to just let that slide yeah. to make it work. Okay, so let's read it back a little bit now. So what is cinematography for somebody who doesn't know what cinematography is? I mean, it's a very long word and it sounds very complicated. Uh, just uh, how do I define this? I'm, I'm not going to define it according to the book. Yeah, according to yourself, really. Yeah, I'm just going to say it's just like painting moving pictures. Okay. You know, so, painting ideas. So am I the guy that's behind the camera? Am I, you know, the lady that's um, directing the whole thing? What, no, what is uh, it? So think of a cinematographer as the guy behind the camera who brings um, the director's um, ideas to life. Okay. Basically. You know so, what? The director says, I want this person to be floating. The cinematographer would now figure it out. Like, how do I make this person to float? Okay. Like, okay, you know what? We need some VFX. We need to light it this way. The camera angle needs to be here. The camera needs to move from here to this spot. The lighting needs to be this harsh or this soft. Or okay. This, you know, all that little, little details. And by the time you put that together, that's the job of the cinematographer. Okay. So now he, this, that poses something so interesting. I mean, so as a cinematographer, are you then in charge of everyone else or on set because you want your lighting this? way you want things done this way you do then hire a team you know that also helps you out or can a cinematographer work on their own that depends though because my journey i started off as a documentary cinematographer okay and well, different projects different approach yeah yeah and as a documentary cinematographer i prefer to work with the minimal minimal team okay as small as possible yeah don't like take a lot of people because most of the time if you want to hire a full crew you end up with 20 to 30 people yeah right and sometimes when i'm making documentaries i'm traveling and let's say i'm going from nigeria to kenya or to ivory coast i can carry everyone okay you know i've i've been to ivory coast before i was making a documentary and it was just me i was doing sound light camera directing just me that must be very difficult it was difficult but i enjoyed it yeah you know it was on the go on the plane we were recording content um we got off the plane we we're recording content you know at the hotel we we're recording events we we're recording content all of that is just me and i had i had to put the mic on the talent i was recording put it out you know hold on to that i was carrying the camera on my shoulder handheld you know i had like battery powered lights i was holding that with one hand camera on how do you get what i mean so it can be crazy so yes yeah, cinematographer can operate like that then on some certain projects you need to have designated people doing certain things sure you know because you know at the end of the day you're just one man 
you know, and you can't do everything and the project comes out looking a certain way. Yeah, true. You know, there are certain standards that are required for some certain projects. For sure, for sure. So when you get to some certain projects, you need to actually, so you can mentally function. Right. Yeah. If if you if you you don't want to be carrying the lights and putting exactly. the light and, and you know, trying to get sure the first, you're going to get physically exhausted. Yeah. You won't be able to perform to your uh, um, your best. Yeah. You will not be able to give your all because sometimes when you get physically tired, your mind also gets tired. Sure. You know, you stop to think. You stop. To, your imagination kind of slows down. Yeah. You yeah. know, the, your interpretation of the story will kind of lose its weight. Yeah. You know. So, but when you have people doing these things, oh, these people are just not there also to carry stuff for you. Yeah. They come with their own ideas. For sure. Well, for sure. I mean, so sometimes I've been on set with my Kafa. Sadly, by the way, that's his company, Smushore. Oh, dope. Yeah, that's my boy. Where is he from? Nigeria. Nigeria. His name okay, is Okay, I've been seeing you wearing the cap, but I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm, I know. I think, shout out I to think, him, man. Shout out to my boy, Stanley. Yeah. Big boy. Yeah. You know. So he comes with his own ideas. I'm like, you know what? I think we should, uh, maybe the, the light is kind of a little strong on this side. Do you think we should turn it down? I, I'm very open to suggestions. Sure. By yeah. The way. Yeah. And you're like, do you think we should turn it down? You know what? Turn it down. Let's see what it looks like. Yeah. So he turns it down and he looks like, mom, it actually looks pretty dope. You know, can we add another light this way? He's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? But add this one, you know, but I think this light can be a little too strong. So can we change that to something with a dome or something? Like, yeah, let's do that. You know, we can be moving around. Sometimes he actually saves me a budget. He saves me a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes I remember like, oh, I want like six sky panels. Like, man, that's a lot of budget. <laughs> yeah. You know, can we do another light instead of the sky panels? You know, okay. you know they're pretty much the same, but you know, one is cheaper. I'm like, you know what? Do they do the same job? Just bring it on board. Yeah, let's know? see what they do. So yeah. these guys come with their own ideas. My grip guy, my gaffer, my first AC. These are like, these three people are like my go-to guys. Yeah. In my department. So it's important to make sure that even everyone in your team knows their role and they play their roles Absolutely. perfectly. Well. If you're bringing them on a, depending on what project it is, you don't, Absolutely. You don't just want somebody Every to project, do it. I always go with my team. Every project. And some certain projects are, you know, that don't require them to be there. They are so small that I can do that on my own. Yeah, yeah. You know, like when I'm making documentaries, I just like, you know what, uh, I just do this. So sometimes I can take just myself, the first AC, and uh, maybe my gaffer, who sometimes, because we don't really need a lot of grip work. Yeah. So it's just like carry tripod and all of that. And sometimes it's just handheld. Da, 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 da. My first AC is on the focus. My gaffer is holding lights, moving stuff around, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty interesting. I, I remember you were just talking off set, um, uh, off, uh, off, off camera here um, in one of the jobs that we were doing. And you were just telling me about, you know, going to countries like Iran and all these other countries that you've been, you know, you've been going to and just... It's so amazing to see African people in general, especially I think, you know, coming from where I'm coming from also, it's seeing people doing such amazing things and a really amazing work. I mean, some of the projects you've done, which we're going to get into now, now have been really, really amazing. And I, dude, I'm sorry. I'm really, <laughs> glad, I'm, I'm really glad that you're here. So, I mean, you talked about how you started out in the cinema, cinematography journey, uh, basically with your mother, um, you know, being a cinematographer and you then going to school for it. Yeah. Um, where do you draw your inspiration as a, as a cinematographer to actually create the stuff that you create? Okay, so um, aside my mother being my first inspiration, I have people who mentored me firsthand. Yeah. There's a certain guy in Nigeria, he's a dope cinematographer, you should check him out. His name is Kago. 
call him Bishop C in Nigeria. He's in Nigeria and another guy called Mohammed that these two people kind of like help shape the kind of how I see things. Yeah. How my mind work in a certain way. You know, I, I remember I did a short film that screened in Rwanda and I was at the film festival in Rwanda and somebody watched the film like this film has a touch of Mohammed and Kago in it. Mm. You know, when someone say it has a touch of Ex yeah, well, I shot the film. Yeah. Apparently, but these two people mentored me. Yeah. So like this film has a touch of this person and this person. You know, I'm like, and I was sitting right there, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. And you ask like who shot this? Was it Kago or Mohammed? Like, no, there's this guy called Casey sitting right there. I'm like, hey, Casey, where are you? I'm like, hey, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, you're the guy. Wow. I could have sworn that he's one of these guys. Well, really nice to meet you. I'm like, yeah, it's them here. So I called my mentors, I called them on the phone. Like, yo, so this is what happened. They laughed, you know, you know, they were happy for me. But so yeah. these people kind of like, I, I did internship with them for eight years. Wow. That's quite a while. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure. First of all, I wasn't sure I wanted to be a full-time cinematographer. Okay. Because I started off from basics being a first AC. I first AC for four years, you know, transition to being a camp up. Okay. I had camp up for two years. And you, do you study all of these things or is just basically teaching yourself? No, after film school. Okay. Because you know, I didn't okay. want to jump right into it. Sure, sure. You know, so I started first A scene, learning under these people. Yeah. You know, going on big projects with them because I knew I would not have access to these projects as a cinematographer. Yeah, yeah. So I needed to go in in a smaller capacity in order to draw from their knowledge. Sure. Right? And I was... Thank God for grace yeah. and also for patience. I was patient enough to go in there and say, no, I'm going to drop my, everything that I'm carrying and, you know, focus on learning from these people. Yeah. And I did that. It was great. It was great. It was amazing. I did all this thing for eight years with them, being their first AC and camera operating for them. It was beautiful. Because the experiences I got from these people, seeing how they tackle challenges, seeing how they dealt with problems that came, actually inspired me. So I, I didn't want to be a cinematographer. Oh, wow. My mentor looked at me, I'm like, oh, you know what, I think you're ready. I'm like, ready for what? <laughs> yeah. Ready for what? I'm yeah. like, no, you're ready. I'm like, okay, ready for what? Yeah. To actually be a full-time cinematographer. And one week after that conversation, I was still working at a space called Dan TV, owned by GT Bank. In oh, Vegas. Yeah. And you know, I walked in, there was supposed to be a show called Skinny Girl in Transit. And then had a production, shout out to her, because my success story isn't complete without her. Yeah. You know, she was typing away on her computer. I just came back from lunch. I was just going upstairs and she's like, yo, Casey, she didn't even look up. She's like, yo, Casey. I'm like, yes. So you're shooting Skinny Girl. I'm like, wait a minute. I was supposed to be a first AC on the project. How yeah. about the DP now? Like, you're shooting Skinny Girl. I'm like, okay, <laughs> but what happened to the DP you hired? She said, she looked up and looked at me and said, are you not confident? <laughs> yeah. In that moment, I realized like she's not messing around. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm confident. So good. Go okay. design me a look and talk to Mohammed, who's going to be the director. I'm like, you know, let's work it out. I'm like, cool. And that's how you just, you dived in. I went straight into it. I did what? season one, two, three, four, five. Of Skinny Girl. Yeah, Skinny is Girl it, in Transit. Is this, is, this, is this a show in Nigeria? It's a show in Nigeria. It's on YouTube. You should look it up. I'll so definitely check it out. That was one of my early projects. Before yeah. I, you know, I left the space, I quit my job there. Okay. And I decided to be a full-time freelancer working on my own. Okay. And I started my own company. So with Denta, is it Denta? Is that what it's called? The company? The one, uh, Denta TV. What is it called? Danny TV. Danny TV. N-D-A-N-I. 
Space TV. Just ah, search okay. that on YouTube. Okay, so yeah. what's, the, what's that? That is actually a Swahili word, right? Oh, is it? It means inside. Inside? Yeah, it's a Swahili word. Oh, wow, okay. And you were working there. What were you doing there? So I was working there as a camera op. Okay. Um, editor. And pretty much I think Danny would do everything on our own. Okay. You know, when you go to set, you do the light on your own. Yeah, you yeah. Know, except for when we're doing projects like Signal Girl that we have to hire external crew. For sure, for sure. But for inside shows, we used to do everything on our own. You know, I, I would shoot and edit and you know, all my own and all that stuff, which is fun. It yeah. was part of my learning process. Yeah. It was part of my grooming process. For sure. Now and you know exactly what you're looking exactly, for. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, and also, I shout out to them. They allowed me to do some side gigs. I used to leave the office, go do some documentary work, travel. For sure. For sure. All of that. So, yeah. so, I mean, you you basically got, you know, now you're a, free, a full-time freelance and that job pushed you to become a full-time freelance yeah. cinematographer. What is it like being a, a full-time cinematographer in Nigeria. I mean, look, I'm, you know, this is, I'm based in South Africa and I have completely no idea what it's like. Yeah. I would completely love to try a different country and, you know, just, or even learn what it's like in a different country to do the work that I do. Nigeria is an amazing place to work, to be honest. Like if you're a cinematographer in Nigeria. Yeah. Actually right now, I don't think we've got a lot of them. Okay. Yeah. In Nigeria. So well, are they moving away or it just generally, you know, they, 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 there's I'm not quite a couple of them that moved away. Okay. And those were some of the best hands we've got. They moved, they moved to the UK. Okay. Is that the best place to be possibly? Not really. Cause, um, I was with some people that, you know, were trying to manage me at some point and yeah. they were trying to push me to that side, but. It didn't work out because yeah. also I had done some, a few stuff on that side and I know what it was like. It wasn't really, and I felt like, look, I'm still young. Yeah. I've got time on my side. I'm, I intend to do this till I'm 60, 70 years old. Yeah. So I still got time. Okay. <laughs> and you can even go into writing too. Exactly. Yeah. No rush. Yeah. So I don't mind staying back in Nigeria, you know, doing some projects, grooming myself, myself getting better and, you know, maybe who knows in ten years if I'm if I feel like oh, you know I conquered this side already. Yeah, I should move over because people tell me oh I think you've done everything you need to do on this yeah. side. Absolutely not. Sure, there's so much to do. There are new projects that are coming up that are challenging. I had a project recently that I really like. I did one that I didn't like. Yeah, <laughs> so I won't be able to get to that level where I say. You know, I did this project and I love it. Okay. So and you I can do two projects back to back that I love. And are these projects based in Nigeria or uh, just no, different? No, absolutely. Yeah. In Hollywood. We're trying to build the, the industry. Okay. Know? There aren't a lot of cinematographers. So going back to your question, you know, what it is like as a cinematographer to work in Nigeria. Yeah. It's, it's bittersweet. Yeah. You know, you can enjoy it today and tomorrow you don't enjoy it. Okay. Because the projects come come with its own challenges. There are projects that you work on that, you know, you you absolutely love it. Yeah. There are some you work on, you're like, oh my God, what kind of life choices did I make? Yeah. You know, because yeah. they are there, they exist. I'm sure they're the same thing all over the world. It's sure. the same all over the world, but yeah. Nigeria will kind of drain you at some point and sometimes it lifts your spirit so much. You're like, you know, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. So that is what it's like typically to work in Nigeria as a cinematographer. I mean, you've basically just said to me now, you wouldn't move away from Nigeria, which is 
pretty much amazing. I really love that. And I see that you've done, you know, when I'm when I go back to your websites, yeah. I see that you've actually done some amazing work. Work with Bonner Burner Boy, you've worked with Johnny Walker, MTN, DSTV. Yeah. You've worked also done um some work now recently. I, I don't even even know if it's recent, but with Thames and also Wizkid mm-hmm. and the Essence. I just want to talk about the Essence song. I mean, so what what role do you play in that whole project? It's so amazing. It's one of probably some of the most, you know, one of the most popular songs or songs. Anybody has ever listened to it. Yeah. Certainly, I've listened to, it and it's so so amazing. And yeah. here you are, and you've worked on it. Yeah. Uh, can you just tell me a little bit about it? Well, first of all, I'm going to say shout out to Director K Prago who hooked me up on the project. Yeah. Myself and Director K have been working together for years. Okay. You know, we've got an understanding. Um, we've done so many projects together. We worked on predominantly music videos. Okay. You know, we've done a lot of music videos together. In fact, we've done a video that won video of the year. Oh wow. Yeah. That's um, amazing, man. Yeah, with um David's song, One Million. Oh yeah. Wow. So you know, but we've done a whole bunch of stuff together. So much. Yeah. Now most times when he shots he shoots with someone else, the video drops, people tag me and say, Oh, Casey did amazing demand, like, bro. That I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So but me and him got an amazing, amazing synergy. So when he sent me the treatment for the video, it was like, yo, look at this. Wiz wants us to do this. And I'm like, fuck it, man, that's great. Yeah. So I, can I cuss? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, fucking hell, man. This is so lit. Yeah. And Wiz just dropped the album. And I really liked the Essence song. I really liked it a lot. So when he sent it to me, we were going back and forth on some certain things on how he wanted some certain things to be done. And he's kind of precise with what he wants. Yeah. You know? K is very precise with what he wants. He has an idea about something. He's like, you know what? This is what I want. Then sometimes we'll fight a lot. In fact, we fight so much. And yeah. we're like, you know, no, this, <laughs> we should do this this way. We should do this this way. In fact, on the set of Essence, we actually fought. Oh, but you didn't hear him? Yeah, we know, not like fought. Like, yeah, say, yeah, like but we had a huge argument. argument we agreed yeah. on something. Yeah. And Wiz was standing right there looking at me. <laughs> like, and he's like, looking at me, like, he's, you know what? Like, bro, I don't like this. I'm like, fucking hell, I don't like it too. And like, you know what? I told him, like, no, what? Fuck off. Like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. So I walked away. He walked away. It was so, it was such a dramatic situation. Yeah. And, we turned around about the same time. I looked at him, he looked at me, and we smiled like, you know what, let's get it done. Yeah, yeah we can do this. <laughs> yeah. It was really a crazy experience, but my role in essence, I pretty much like um, designed the look oh, wow. for what K wanted. Yeah. You know, the bedroom scene. Yes. You know, there are some scenes that didn't make the edit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there are some scenes that didn't make the edit, but the bedroom scenes, the couch, that couch is legendary, bro. Yeah. That legendary yeah. couch. It was Kay's idea. Kay, Kay wanted a fucking couch. I'm like, bro, why do you want a couch? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I just, my instinct says, put this couch here and I want it. So yeah. let's put it there. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's build like, it. Like, what color? I'm like, you know what? I don't know, man, but I think a red couch will bang, given that the background is blue. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. If we find the red couch, bring it. So we found the couch, the car scene, the models, and all of that. Okay, it was actually the car scene where we fought over. But eventually the scene. K also is an amazing, like he's so creative. Like the scene where we were by the car and it, he was chilling by the car with the girls and he was performing. 
it was little all okay. Yeah. We were moving and we were losing time. He was like, bro, you know what? Let's shoot him here. I'm like, what? what? Not right now? I'm like, yeah. So I called everybody. I called my gaffer, Ibra. Ibra, come. Come here. <laughs> yeah. I called the group guy. Yo, come here. Everybody came. Like, give me a bounce here. Boom. Give me an M16 here. Boom. Just give me this here. Boom. I put the camera on my shoulder and I got <laughs> I got on an Apple box. I was holding the camera and I was. Duh, 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 duh. He was like, yeah, let's go. I wish I had the BTS, man. Yeah, it was yeah. a crazy experience, you know. And also lighting that exterior scene was kind of weird because I remember we were already losing time. It was already getting dark. It was around past 6 p.m. Some stuff oh, like shit. that. Okay. Yeah. It was, was this all shot in Nigeria? No, it was in Ghana. In Ghana? Yeah, we were in Ghana. Okay. We shot, did a couple of projects in Ghana. I, it was during that trip. I go, I think, no, okay, we went to Ghana twice. Came the first time. We shot Essence the first time. You know, something happened. We went back to Nigeria. Shoot it again. Then, no, no, no. Went back to Nigeria. Then we said, oh, you know what? I'm ready to do it again. So yeah. we came back and did it a second time. Oh, and, shucks. You know, <laughs> and after that, we did a couple of stuff with Wiz that, that never came out. You know, uh, also we shot some Bonnie Boy stuff. Okay. You know, it was from that trip, I came to ACA for the first time. Oh, what, 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 were you also working here? Yeah, I came to SA for the first time. I'm from Ghana. I flew to SA for the very first time to work. So, Casey, we've talked about you know your childhood. We've talked about you know you going to school, the inspiration. We've also talked about how you got into the journey of cinematography. I still feel like I want to know so much because <laughs> I, I feel like there's so much that you've got in you, and time is just running out. I know that you need to fly back to Nigeria, yeah. and you know, yeah, time is really against us. So, I just want to talk about. Um, what are the probably three important things that any cinematographer that wants to come into the game should ideally know? Could be three, it could be five, um, but just more than three would really regret. They should know or should they should, what they should know or learn. They should even learn, even learn actually. I remember when I was about to make my feature film with Dar a guy called Daryl Lighton, amazing direct, super, super cool yeah and super super intelligent one of my favorite writers in the world Daryl Lighton oh, no caps he's an amazing writer and a great director by the way his new film is out called uh House of Money House of Money yeah. on Netflix or is this no it's in cinema doing cinema runs right okay now. okay yeah his film called Knockout Blessing I was DP on the show so my first film I was um, worried. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, I had sweaty palms and all that shit. So I called my mentor and I said, I'm doing this project. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And he said to me, he said, keep it simple. Yeah. Don't do too much. Okay. Just remember that the story is king. <clears throat> don't lose the story while trying to be fancy. <clears throat> Don't lose the story. While trying to be fancy. So I was on a call with him. I remember, I remember where I was. I remember exactly where I sat. I was sitting on top of my car. And when I made that phone call, it was night. It was night that night. And Dario was there. Well, he was talking to some people on the other side. So I made that phone call and he said, keep it simple. Yeah. And he's giving me some of the best advice ever. Kago, Bishop C. Blunt. That's his name. Yeah. And... Harry like looked at me and said one time as well because I, I shot something like super cool stuff yeah I was so excited so I sent it to him like 
Check out what I shot. You know, <laughs> I was feeling good. Check, check it out. out. You know, check it out. He watched it and he called me back like, this shit is whack. Oh, wow. Yeah, he told me It that. must have crushed you. He said that this shit is whack. Sure. And I, I sat down there on the phone like, what? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, yeah. This is one of my best, this is arguably my best job so far. Yeah. He said he doesn't like it. That all I do is shoot fancy stuff, but I never like get in depth into the story. So he starts to ask me like, okay, how do you see this character? Yeah. When you read it, what were you thinking? How did you imagine the character? What did you, what kind of headspace do you think the character was in? I'm like, at that point I realized that I didn't know all of these things. So the psychology of filmmaking, I didn't like, I was just shooting like pretty images. I didn't understand like, you know, some certain things like camera heights, how in relation to the actor, mm. camera movement, all that stuff. That, it crushed me, yeah, but it taught me a huge lesson. Yeah. You know, it makes a whole lot of sense now so that you explain it like that. I sat back and said, you know what? And he told me one thing. He said, you need to watch better films. Shucks. You need to watch better films so you can develop your mind. And not always are watching action films or things that would just entertain you. Watch boring stuff. You learn a lot. And he, I remember he gave me this film. He had given me films. This film called Citizen Kane. Yeah. It was made in the 50s like a year before, I never watched it. So he gave me, he said, did you ever watch Citizen Kane that I gave to you? I said, no, sir. I said, yeah, so you should do it, watch it. I turned the film on, it was so boring. <laughs> I watched it, I forced myself to finish it. Then one day I came back, I was home. I wasn't doing anything, I'm like, you know what? Let me actually watch this thing yeah. with an open mind. So I sat down, I watched it. Since that time I've watched it more than eight times. Oh, shucks. And just cause it's so good, it's that good. That story, is so important like it, it was so good that every time one of my first references i give to anybody that say you know what i want to learn about film i say go watch citizen king citizen king yeah definitely watch that a film by Orson wales uh, that's his name yeah Orson wales definitely you know it's one of the in my books one of the greats he didn't make a lot of great projects he made a lot of projects but not all of them were great but citizen king was outstanding shucks i'll definitely definitely check that out so you've you mentioned to us that we need you you know one of the things you'd say is watch better films yeah and also just forget about you know the um, the fancy stuff storyline story focus is king. on the story story is king at all yeah. times um and i just want to wrap it up i know that you I'm definitely sorry. one last thing he yes. said to me yes that stood out as well he said if people go watch your film the film that you shot <clears throat> and they say oh man I don't understand the story. I don't understand this film. But the cinematography was great, though. Then you've done a bad job. Shucks. You need to, the story needs to be relatable. Yeah, he people said, need to understand if, it. If, the, if people watch the film or watch whatever it is that you shot and say, oh, I don't understand it, but the cinematography is great. <laughs> That's normally what, I, what happens with me. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. You've done a bad job. So, you know, like, you, oh, the, there has to be a balance where these two things meet. You know? And I mean, it's, so it's rightly so to say no to some jobs if you feel like they won't, exactly. you won't be able to tell the story so, properly. Right now, I'd like, I don't even take all the projects that come to me. Yeah. I can't even take all of them. Yeah. Not that I, don't, I can't do all of them yeah. because there's always something For sure. coming up. But when you look at all of them, I kind of wait and say, oh, which works better? 
which story do I think I want to, you know, dive into, which yeah. is more challenging for me, which is more interesting for me, yeah. which will tell a better story, yeah. you know, all that. And so that's just basically it. Dude, this conversation has been so amazing. I have so many for, like questions for you, but <laughs> I definitely will wrap it up on here. Um, thank you so much, Casey, for Thanks joining so much, me in Conversations. Thank you. Um, shout out to you, man. Shout out. You've really been an amazing gent. Thank you so much. I think much, we spent like eight days together or more. Yeah. And <laughs> I just learned so much just from watching you. Like, you know, you're such a, you know, you're a very reserved person, but when it's time to do the work, you really do the work and you're passionate thank about you, what you're doing. Thank because you. thank I see so it in much. your eyes. I see it in the work that you're doing. Sometimes you, I can see this guy is getting angry because somebody jumped in his shot and he <laughs> had it perfectly well. So I really appreciate it, man. Sorry, man. Yeah, but please go check out KC on social media. On Twitter, it's Obia. Obia Julu KC. O-B-I-A-J-U-L-U-K-C. And on Instagram, it's KC Obia Julu. Obia Julu. The other way around. Yeah, the other way around. And your website is www.obiajulukc.com. Thank you so much, champ. See you next time. Thank you so much. You should come to Nigeria, man. I definitely look forward to coming to Nigeria, man. I will host you if you come to Nigeria. Hey, guys, you heard that. B-roll team, let's go to Nigeria. At least one or two of us, let's go to Nigeria. Casey is going to host us, man. It's such an amazing place. Thank you so much. B-roll conversations. We out till the next time. Peace. Thank you, guys.